is Thursday, July the 7th, 2022. It's now Tech the Alpha Podcast. What am I looking for here? That's what I'm looking for. Glad you could join us today. Got another great show lined up for you as always. If it's your first time here, thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it. Whether you're here live or listening to us on some RSS feed somewhere. I don't know which ones because our distributor has fucked that up for two of the last three weeks. But apparently, according to my phone anyway, as of this morning, uh, two uh, the two that were missing randomly showed up in my RSS feed. So uh, it looks like they have finally uh, admitted that it was on their end and figured it out. So that's great. Uh, <laughs> that's great. I don't even know if I told Jeff about that, but I don't, I don't think I did, but, uh, either way, I yeah, did. there were, yeah, did, you yeah did. You last did. week, probably. Yeah. So they just kept saying that it was not on, on their end. And, uh, I emailed them again after it happened again. And I actually said in the email, before you come back and tell me there's no media, there's media. I can play it on your website. Just send the shit out. And so they did. They took a while, but they figured it out. Made it happen. So hopefully that's done and dusted. No more problems. We'll cross our fingers. Uh, but we'll see what happens when we when we post this podcast to the RSS feeds. Before we get started today, of course, as always, the most important question of each and every week, Mr. Black. How was your week? Uh it was uh it was another week. Um just been streaming a lot. Uh just playing catch up from all the time I took off last month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much about it, man. That's- I saw, I saw a send off at some point. Oh, my pool broke for yes. the pool. Maybe that, I thought that happened last. Was it week. last I week? About, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I think Bro, it happened last week. Days don't mean anything to me right now. Yeah, literally nothing. Feel. It could happen. It could have happened last week, but I'm bringing it up again. Maybe yeah. it is. So yeah, are, you, are you? Are you? Are you? What are you? What are you going to do uh, in, in lieu of a, a toasted pool? Uh, well, there's not much we can do right now. It's still draining, like little by little. Uh, we've, there's right. probably about six inches of water left in it because the, the liner is all fucked. It's, just, right. it's, it's toast. I mean, we knew that coming in when we bought the property. So, um, yeah, and uh, all pool places are, you know, overbooked or... You know, there's no supply in the middle of July. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) at the very bare minimal, we're going to have an empty pool for this year. um, And then we'll just turn it into like a big, you know, play thing for Kai to like (laughs) use his remote controls in and stuff. And we'll figure to do something with it because, you know, it's a big pool and it's uh, something needs to get done with it. So we'll do that. It's a shame it wasn't one of those like concrete, like smooth ones. You could take up skateboarding like Tony Hawk Pro Skater too. Yeah. Well, if it was concrete, yeah, you uh, could. It it well, it wouldn't have broken. Be broken. (laughs) (laughs) So true. um, Very true. Does does the the um, do they allow you to do full ingrown or above ground concrete there, or is it or was it above ground because they won't allow you? It's above. It's above ground. Like you can do in ground pools like our neighbor just did a full like carbon fiber one which was like 60 grand it's like in <laughs> ground and you never have to touch it again yeah literally sixty thousand dollars to like get this carbon fiber pool and shit it's pretty nuts um i hope they like swimming a lot they better um <laughs> and it's like we don't we don't use the pool that much like it's nice to have when family and friends and stuff come over but yeah like, uh, i don't know 
we're gonna figure it out because it you know to replace that pool is probably gonna be my guess between 25 and 30 grand is what mm. it's gonna cost to like order a new pool have that one removed install the new one all that other stuff and it might be able to cost a bit less if we're able to um use sort of the inners and different things that we can add uh to the next pool mm. but i have no idea i couldn't tell you exactly how how it works because it's out of my realm yeah but this year it's an absolute no-go there's not a chance in hell that uh we'll have a pool um we just bought like one of those smaller kiddie pools that's like you know oh yeah probably about the size of the carpet behind me yeah. um that guy can like dip into and stuff and you know, we can just go to the beach. I think Kayla wants to put Kai in, like, swimming lessons and stuff anyway. So, And he wasn't a big fan of it. He's gone in the pool three times this season, um, and he's in there for five minutes, and, you know, he's, he's like, I'm done. he ain't having it. Yeah, he ain't having it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, for me, it just saves money until I got to inevitably replace it. Because if I were to – our deck is massive. So if I were to remove the pool, I have, have to – hole. I have a massive hole, and that massive hole is literally like seven thousand dollars of lumber. No yes. joke. Yeah, and that's assuming that's assuming we can even get it to like match the rest. Like, it, and I have to restain. Like, anyway, I don't want to talk about this shit too long, but it's fucked. No pool this summer. <laughs> this shit's I'll fucked. worry about it later. It's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that that's been my week. That's been my week. Yeah, I had some. Re I had some really good news. Uh, this week that I'm not going to share on stream, but I can okay. tell you. Okay. Uh, but I, I actually had some really good news a couple days ago. Wonderful. So I'm still riding a little bit of a high from that. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, outside of that, it's been an okay week. Hey, you win some, you lose some. That's you know? Uh, yeah, I man, like our backyard in the place that we have now used to be all deck. The entire backyard. One oh, giant... Thing. What the whole thing? So right yeah. now it's gravel because they ripped it out of there, and now it's just the deck that's up by the back door at the second level. But it used to be walk down, and then the whole backyard was just deck, mm. and and I suspect it's no longer a deck because when the time came to replace it, you look at the lumber cost and labor to replace an entire backyard worth of deck, and you go, no, 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 it's going to remain no. gravel. I <laughs> I quite literally, Adam, I shit you not, I probably got $50,000 worth of deck lumber. In today's, were, yes, to, for real. In today's market. Yeah, if I were to yeah. redo my back, it would probably cost 50 Gs. And, I if, it, and if it was 18 not. months ago, it would have been 80 Gs. Yes. So if we wait, if I if I wait another year, two years, maybe you to replace okay. the whole of the deck, it might only cost me a thousand bucks. Exactly. Right now it's going to cost me seven. You never know. It's, you never know. You never know, but yeah, right now is probably not the time. I'd just be putting, I'd just be putting like a temporary fence up and yep. leaving that shit, <laughs> leaving it alone. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. This week, uh, just more more work at the house. We've got, uh, we got the basement now is more or less as of this morning, more or less we just have the laundry room left and everything downstairs is done. Nice. So, well, and paint the door, the entry door, but that's fucking that's neither whatever. here nor there. Yeah. So, uh, so just the laundry room. So that involves plugging up the, the hole that used to be the door, separating the two, the upstairs and the downstairs, uh, so that we can put the flooring in and then, uh, and then it's just put the hot water tank, the washer dryer and bada bing, bada boom, 
you got a you got a, a basement apartment. So uh, there was one hitch in our in our in our uh, week that was we were trying to reuse the oven that was upstairs in the downstairs unit because it was in really good shape still. It was clear that he barely ever used the actual oven portion. Like you open that up and it was like, huh? Like literally, I don't know if he ever baked in his life, but it was nothing was ever in there or very little. And the top was in really good shape. Everything was great. So I was like, all right, fucking amazing. That saves us like $1,000 for having to go out and buy another oven. So we brought it downstairs and it's been downstairs this whole time while we're renovating. And we finally got to a point where we were putting the fridge and the stove in their place to have the kitchen done. Mm. So we put the, 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 uh, the, the refrigerator in and then we, we go to put the, uh, the oven in its spot and fuck me. Fuck. (laughs) We get it halfway in. And so the oven itself, like the range area is 30 inches, which is the standard size for an oven. Does the door come out wider? But not the door, the, where the knobs are at the top comes out 31 and change. Rip. And and the and the space between is uh is thirty and a half between a wall, yeah, and the and because it's in the downstairs basement, so there's not enough to put it in between two portions of countertop. Oh, yeah. So it's up against the wall, wall and counter, and there's no overhang on the counter to cut off to make more room. Nothing. Rip. Nothing. So uh, Rip. I I I'm just looking at M had just finished cleaning it the other day. We were like, oh thank God, we don't have to spend a bunch of money on this shit. And what do you fucking know? We're gonna have to spend a bunch of money on that shit. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like I, when I did the renovation on the triplexes, uh, we ran in the same thing. Like we we ordered a bunch of appliances, and then certain appliances came, and we assumed like idiots that, that like all fit. three units would be the same, like a <laughs> standard, you know, standard oven size, standard washer dryer size. Nope, whoever built the house <laughs> is an idiot, and it was literally <laughs> off by half an inch. And there was no! nothing we could, we could. There's nothing you can do. Like it's just like, I mean, well, you have was, to start replacing entire cabinet units at that it. point. We, had, we would have to rip out some cabinet units. We'd have to cut out the doorway, uh, part of the doorway going in the kit. It was like, dude, it, the the it was nightmare fuel. So that's when we had to like order, uh, like if you go into the bottom unit, the uh, the appliances just look a little weird because it's like. Everything I mean, was it a twenty four? Was it a twenty four inch range, or did you actually manage to find one that fit? Yeah, no, we felt we no. It wasn't the range that we had the problem with. It was oh. the um, it was the actual stove and then the actual fridge. So we oh. had to get we had to order we had to take back a stove and a fridge and order one that was literally like two inches smaller. Okay, in so order the to fridge fit was it in the there. problem. Yeah, the, yes, yeah, yeah. It was, it was the actual. But I know what you're talking about. Like the the range yeah, and like, everything out. It's, it's just that that it's that top it's that top piece where the knobs are that come up at the yeah. back where you turn your burners on. Yeah, and or in this instance, the the fucking ceramic t- it's you know it's a ceramic top one, the electric burners on, and that for whatever reason they well, I think that they assumed, which is like ninety five percent of the time, unless you're in an apartment building, uh, an oven is sandwiched between two pieces of countertop, yes. countertop on either side. Bad places will put it against the wall, and it's bad because when you're cooking shit on the, the stove... Oh, it goes onto the wall. It splashes onto the wall, and it can also create a fire. So if you have tenants, the last thing you want to do is have a stove next to the wall. Even if you've got, like, a little tiny piece of a, an island that's literally four inches, just get it the fuck away from the wall because it's a hazard. And I know you and I, when we live in a house, we know what the fuck we're doing. Tenants? Idiots. No offense. I love me, so, I love me some tenants. 
but they don't care because it's not their property and they don't think about this stuff. <laughs> and so they go and they'll do whatever. Dude, I went into a pl- I went into one of my spots. <laughs> right? I, I had one I and I sold it. The place is gone now. But I had one spot that was literally this. The oven was against the wall and against the a countertop. I went in there. Dude, you should have seen the shit on the wall. All the grease, all the oh. everything. And I told the tenant, I'm like, you have to clean this. This can start a fire. You could literally put, turn on the stove and there's grease and everything on the side here. And just the <sighs> wrong, you know, you're cooking the wrong thing. Flames come up. It catches it. Boom. You're done. Right? So, yeah, I know you're, I know you're pain. It's pain. And, they, and, and we have to put it against the wall. Yeah, There's nowhere else to put Nothing it. Because when it. they built the room, that was how they decided to fucking, like, like, the only way around it, I would literally have to gut the basement. Yeah, no. Because, no. because to get the room, like, normally you want a foot. So a foot of cabinet, That's then it. the stove, yes. then whatever else after it. Yes. Unfortunately, in order to even get, let's say, an inch... I would literally have to remove the entire cabinet uh, assembly. Yeah. I would have to replumb the entire exterior back wall, which is in concrete, by the no. way, because it's, it's below ground. It's concrete. Then I'd no. have to remove two, three walls, including the bathroom wall, shift all of them over to make the bathroom smaller to accommodate the one inch of extra space just no. to get that in the... So there's... There's no shot. If they were smart no. when they built the place originally, there were ways that you could have made it fucking work. They didn't take any of those avenues, and now I'm left with this. So our plan is, uh, our plan is to, um, at the very least, depending on how we feel about it, we'll put in a uh, a stainless steel backsplash on the wall next yep. to next the stove. To it, so that way of shit. And there are things that you can buy, Adam. I'll, I'll have to get you the name of it. Yeah. There are things that you can buy that you can put on the wall that isn't like, you know, either you can spray on or there's like a peel thing that you can put on there. So mm. that way, when people are cooking and stuff, you don't have that problem. Yeah. Uh, because, that's, you know. that's just, you know, uh, there's nothing we could do. No. We have a, at least we have a functioning range hood now. The last one was Recirc. This one legitimately vents out the fucking uh, house. Now, so. did you? Okay, yeah, yeah. So what I had to do. I know this isn't, this is whatever. I don't give a fuck at this point, right? I'll talk whatever, whatever the fuck I want to talk about. How's uh, What we had to do, and, and our triplex is, it was too much work for us to uh, carve out the range hood and run the vent on the outside of the house. So there are range hoods that you can buy that are mm. self, uh, that it, they're co- they cost more. Yeah. But you can get a range hood where you actually don't need to run wire. It just, it, there are certain filters and things in it you have to change them every couple of years or whatever. And, uh, and the, the range hoods are probably about another 80 to a hundred dollars more, oh, but okay. you don't have to run anything. You don't have to run no wires. Uh, or it's not wires, um, vents, cut, cut shit out on the side of your house to run out. So you can, yeah, have, it's, re- it's research with a grease, tra- it's a research with a grease trap is what it is. It. Yeah. 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 So yeah. If, if we've if already put need... a hole in the wall and the vent is there, oh, okay. so we're done. Okay. Okay. That, that's right. been well. done. Okay, Wait, okay. that's that's right. been done done thankfully right. for us like it, we we would have gone research with grease trap but the thing was is that because of where it was it was not hard it was literally like it was a, it was a six inch hole with a vent yeah, like it was not, not, that's we, not we, we weren't we weren't running like fucking you know yeah, rigid pipe feet. it was 20, <laughs> 20 feet. feet dude you would have had to have a nine 
thousand CFM fan to be able to pull the fucking exactly. grease. The, that like, was the <laughs> other thing. We we called we called the uh, the inspector and we, we were like, dude, like if we no even shot. run this, is there even gonna be like, is it even gonna do anything? And they're like, no. no, bro. These are the things that you want to go buy. They do the same thing, and in fact, it's actually gonna work better because you're not literally one of them. The shortest one that we had to run was nine feet. The longest one was twenty feet. I think nine because, feet is like on the outer edges of like a seven or eight hundred CFM. Run. Yeah, and and what we would have to done is we would have had to run it up through the cabinets on top of the cabinets and run it because we had to get, it, it had to go a certain spot in yeah. the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was just like, nah, nah, that ain't it. So I was like, I'll pay the extra. It cost me like an extra three fifty, three hundred fifty bucks for the three range hoods, and oh, yeah. they worked. They worked flawlessly. I have to oh, change yeah. the filter every couple of years. Yeah, it's an extra fifty bucks per range hood every couple of years. But bruh, then you don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, that's that, like, uh, like, thankfully ours was an easy run. Upstairs, we have to do what you were talking about, but it's only, like, seven feet where, the range, the, where the range hood is over top of the stove in the middle of, an of like, between the two countertops, and it's just rigid up, rigid right, and it's out and through the soffit. Yeah, that's not bad. So that will be fine. That's easy. But yeah, yeah that's that's easy. But down and downstairs was easy, too. It was six inches through the wall. They had a cabinet above the range hood that was there before. Like one of those just little two-door mini ones. So we literally just ran the rigid up into it mm -hmm. and then ran flex out yep. the wall. And then we built a box that covers that yeah. assembly the and, just leaves, thing, and yeah. just leaves a couple spots for storage. And then... Easy. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just sucks that the fucking... This, uh, really? I don't give a fuck about a foot away from the wall because that was going to be a bitch no matter what oven you put in there. It yep. was the fact that this stupid bastard oven is like a half an inch too wide, and yeah, I'd have rough. to plow a hole in the fucking wall to get in, <laughs> get in, in there. Rough. And now I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars for an oven when this one works perfectly fine. So I might actually—it's gonna take until the end of the month to even get the oven in. So yeah. I might try and sell this one on like Kijiji or some shit or you something. Get a couple bucks for it, yeah. If get I get anything more than a hundred dollars for it, it's probably what you'll get. Fucking great. Uh, and then they'll some people take it, put it in a, a cabin or some cottage shit or whatever the fuck, and and call it a day. So yeah, we'll see what. And if it doesn't sell, fuck it. They'll just take it when they bring the new one. And I'm just gonna have to cry at night knowing that we were that close, but not quite uh, on the kitchen. Other than that, the house is going fine. Uh, M and uh, one of her best friends, uh, uh, she came over yesterday, and they were upstairs sanding doors and 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 uh, molding and stuff upstairs. Uh, and ordering pizza, they're like making a fucking day of it. I was like, Jesus, should have told me you were ready to come over earlier. I like, fucking, I would have had you up here freaking months ago. We're gonna have this house done uh, by now. But yeah, they they did a bunch of uh, of that kind of work yesterday, and so that was nice. And and uh, paint has been selected and everything. So hopefully, fingers crossed, sometime in August will be like the actual completion of everything mm -hmm. i think a lot of it will hinge on when we can get somebody to come in to do the tile lay but i'll move into that bitch before the tiles laid if i have to i will fucking oh, i will piss in the woods yeah, and course. wait for the bathroom to be done if i have to at this point but yeah we're we're uh we're slowly but surely getting there and now it's time to talk about some video games mr black which may or may not we be as exciting to. as house talk all right <laughs> um 
It appears, Mr. Black, that Microsoft is taking uh, the magnitude and breach of their mostly child-centric Minecraft property a lot more seriously as they're rolling out and testing a feature that would allow bans to be extended to private servers as well, and not just public servers that they themselves run. So private servers, after this, still maintain all of their autonomy in terms of their banning behavior. So if somebody's just being an asshole on your server and you want to ban them, it's not like you can't still do that. You can totally still do that. But if, if one or more people, and I suspect more than one person, starts to report a, uh, an individual on a private server uh, for certain behaviors that fall under this list of things that Microsoft are concerned about that would go against their end-user agreement as well as their terms of service for Minecraft in general. Uh, things like imminent harm, so self-harm, harming of others, things of that nature, as well as, of course, things like pornography, extreme violence, and gore. Those things that I'm assuming Microsoft doesn't want the legal ramifications of, knowing that it's their property, even if it is a private server, some parent somewhere could probably still manage to find a way to sue them if Microsoft didn't take, you know, didn't take due diligence steps to prove that they were making some effort in good faith to mitigate these things from happening. And so that kind of thing gets passed on to an actual moderation team of, of apparently living and breathing people. Uh, who then look at these these instances, and if they turn out to be a problem, then the ban can happen, and that person gets banned from literally fucking everything Minecraft that isn't on their own computer. So no storefront, no private, no public, no nothing. Gone. Dunzo. Uh, and, uh, and that's that. You can appeal them, of course. You, they, have to, uh, they have to provide some method of appeal. And so they do. Uh, and uh, you can, of course, bring that up if you were to be, be one of these people banned and you need to uh, say, hey, I was unjustly banned from this private Minecraft server while I was role-playing a creepy old man with a van in the backyard with candy. Uh, so, you know, that, that kind of thing. Uh, so they're, they're looking to do, uh, to do that and start to roll that kind of thing out, I guess, here in the not-too-distant, or at least test it, field test it. And this is a bit similar uh, to, uh, a thing that, uh, Phil Spencer was kind of saying that he wished existed. And this is similar, not exactly the same, but in a recent interview with PC Gamer, old Phil Spencer said, uh, he wished that players could block other players across multiple games instead of having to do it individually. So, like, let's say their gamer tag or associated account, if you were playing, let's say, Call of Duty, and there was somebody that was harassing you nonstop in Call of Duty, uh, you could block them. In Call of Duty, and it and you could choose to like let's say just block them across like across platform, like every game that you would play on the Xbox ecosystem, for example, because it's a gamer. It would be like gamer tag associated or account associated, not in that they're getting banned, but a block like if you were to block on social media. So instead of the person having to block this person on each and every game that they may encounter them, block them once. Done. Kind of a situation. And I guess this, these two things are kind of related insofar as that Microsoft is looking into various ways to do some sort of due diligence in reducing some of the uh, harassment and other things that have been happening in their online spaces. And Minecraft is obviously a pretty easy one because it's mostly children <laughs> that are playing that game. And so that's, uh, that's a hotspot for them. But what do, you, what do you think about that, Mr. Black, about, about both of them? What do you think about uh, being able to ban somebody on a private server uh, across all private servers, if they do something not on a public server owned by Microsoft directly, 
And what do you think about the idea of being able to uh, to block somebody like Phil was hoping for in the future across multiple games instead of just doing it on a game-by-game basis? How do you feel about those two things? I feel totally fine with it. I mean, if yeah. people are going to you know, have child pornography or they're going to you know, self-harm or threaten to harm people, um, kids or not kids, adults, whatever, um, ban them straight across. Mm. Ban them off the godforsaken. If you can block them out of your damn Xbox, block them. <laughs> like, just get rid of them. Delete them. I mean, you can choose to not do business with somebody if you don't want to do business with somebody. Fuck them. That's true. I, I agree. I, like, I, some people were concerned that this is this is going to lead to Microsoft overreaching. Oh, for fuck's sakes! People people are concerned about fucking. You know everything. Everything. These days. So they can go <laughs> fuck off somewhere, dude. If, they're getting rid if, of. They're getting rid of assholes that make gaming shitty. All right. Yeah, if, if Microsoft does does in fact have a a uh, a team of moderators that are actual people that see these more specific cases, and you do have an appeal system that isn't hideously broken, like let's say YouTube's appeal system, uh, then yeah, I, I, this is this is good and it's fine. I mean, it, some people would say. It's fine for Microsoft to do this, but, you know, maybe it gets abused and that's, you know, but you got to say anyone that's been online uh, for any period of time, we have been sorely lacking the tools to deal with uh, with a number of individuals uh, that uh, that should be far more easily and and uh, broadly punished than they are. I mean, it's just kind of the way it is. I mean, uh, and it's and it leads to like crazier and crazier shit. It's like a, a tangentially to this um, is is like one of the other things that are happening within the streamer space is at least three three uh, female content creators that I've seen this week on my timeline have mentioned either a one of their one of their stalkers has finally been arrested or b they just obtained a new stalker and are dealing with the police after having yet another person appear at their house trying to enter it. Uh, and there's, there's just a, a lot of people online, whether people want to admit it or not, it's not just about, oh, well, back in the day in Call of Duty, none of you guys and girls would have, would have survived because everyone was calling each other, you know, the, uh, uh, racial the and, 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 and gay slurs, uh, in every fucking lobby. It wasn't okay then either. I was like, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't okay then. It's not okay now. It's just, you know, you gotta... You gotta, you gotta just admit that there's a problem, and it's become increasingly uh, obvious uh, as the gaming industry has gotten larger and larger and reached a bigger and bigger audience. You know, you're gonna get stuff like that. So, uh, we'll see how this works out. It is, I guess, still technically a trial period of sorts, and so we'll see if if we start getting a bunch of reports of of uh, of, of truly wrongful banning. I doubt that will be a very large issue at all, but uh, we will see how that all pans out. Uh, it's moderation week in general, though, apparently, Mr. Black, as Twitch also has a uh, solution to some of their moderation issues across channels. Uh, they are looking to uh, roll out a feature that will uh, allow content creators on the platform to share their ban lists with one another. Uh, so that if there are uh, repeat offenders that seem to exist uh, in general that show up within communities across streams, here's my ban list, here's mine. Car- carpet bomb them across streams done gone yep. uh and uh and honestly given given the amount of collaborative work that a lot of streamers do and, um, and the amount of harassment that exists amongst um 
I can only imagine in the RP community how quickly and swiftly yeah, a shared no ban list would fucking sweep through. <laughs> sweep then again, through. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't. I would like to think so, but I don't. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, but I, I do think this is a good idea, though, in general. What do you, what do you feel oh, about I think that? It's, yeah. I think it's a very good idea. Yeah. I think it's a phenomenal idea. Happy it's happening. Mm. Um, I hope people start using it. Because um, why would you want to have toxic people around? Just get rid of them. That's just kind of the way it is, really, isn't it? The, the only thing I can see that is. would be annoying, perhaps, for moderators is that when you get a list like this and somebody comes across a stream that perhaps they haven't been in before and they're banned already, uh, is the amount of, like, ban appeals that moderators are likely going to, to see in this situation. Yeah. Uh, wow. That might be, that might be a, 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 a knock-on effect of it. But the, the idea in general, just as a starter, I think is a good, is a good idea and, and certainly one that... Uh, that uh, that should be used by uh, a lot of creators, especially larger creators, like, uh, for sure. Because moderating a large stream is a fucking nightmare. Nightmare. And so, any way in which you can like shortcut your way to trying to manage these streams as a moderation team, uh, the better. And so, I think that's definitely a, a step in the right direction. Twitch is also testing a channel switcher feature, whereby the homepage has a randomly generated list of streams. Uh, that you can continue to search through to find something that you would like to watch while not being served ads for 60 seconds on each channel. How magnanimous of them. So, it's essentially just keep going through. Apparently, it's randomly generated. It probably will be filtered to some degree. Uh, but you get to at least preview a stream for 60 seconds before you get hit with an ad to see if you want to watch that, that, that stream at that time. Um, I don't know why this needs a channel... Bro, the a ads on Twitch? switch. Dude, just the... leave, just make it sixty seconds on every stream that somebody enters. Just make that everything, everything. So regardless of how they access it, whether yeah, it's, it's the idea. channel surfer or not, yeah. sixty seconds. It's a preview. Do I want to stay here and watch this? Well, I won't know because I'm getting bombed by seven or eight ads consecutively before I get into the stream. Yeah. Uh, so if you give them sixty seconds to determine that, which is usually more than enough time. Uh, that somebody was already determined or not. Just make that the case. Why make it like a weird thing on the homepage? The only thing I can come up with is that it it gives them another avenue to push certain streams that they want pushed and not all streams. Because otherwise, why wouldn't you just make it ubiquitous and just make it 60 seconds? Maybe they will. Maybe, maybe, Maybe they end up will or maybe they just... I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. It's it's a a start. It's a start. It's a start. It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> it's a start. Anytime we can give a, a even a even a half thumbs up to Twitch, hey, it's a start. It's a, it's a start. It's not a bad one. No, so, could be worse. Could be. These, could are, these be are good. Worse. These are these are good things. I'm hearing good these are positive good things. things. Twitch, good keep, job. Keep this going. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, well, it's a bit of a swap, really. It's a, it's a, they're exchanging one for another. Uh, Lily Pichu announced today that she's leaving for YouTube, but coincidentally, earlier this week, Cathalian announced that he's returning to Twitch after being away for nearly three years over at Facebook. I have no and, idea who Lily Pichu is, but I do know uh, She's who... voice actress and relatively large content creator in general. Um, okay. Probably about the same size, honestly, if not a bit bigger than Cathalian. They're very okay. similar in size, okay. I would say. Okay. The last I checked, I don't know what Catalian's like now that he's been at Facebook for three years. But that Facebook, that Facebook bag must be drying up a little bit, man. Must be drying up a little bit. Maybe, could be. Uh, probably. 
Probably. <laughs> well, probably. you know what? But it's not drying up in uh, everywhere because Facebook extended their uh, no cuts for, for subscriptions for another year. Yeah, well, that's good. So yeah. they're so maybe maybe they're not you know throwing as much money up front, Probably but they're not. still they're still dumping money into the burner. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, well, think about it, right? I mean, I have no idea what the, what these what their deals are. I only can go by what was offered to me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I almost went to Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like it's it's lucrative. Uh, it's ve- I mean, I mean. Several dollars I mean, involved. I mean, if, so, if somebody if somebody heard you know some of the numbers that was thrown my way, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Um, but there's the thing is is and and it like the money was good. Um, you know the money. There's there's a, there's a lot of different factors. Okay, going into this, the 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 biggest factor is how big is the bag. Now, if the bag is so big. That like all of your other issues that you would have, like having to start over, having to convince your viewership to like use Facebook or use YouTube. That it just doesn't watch matter. Streams. It just doesn't matter, right? You don't really think about yeah. it anymore. Um one of the biggest one of the biggest things is sponsorships. Is when you like people don't understand this, and it's changing a little bit now because Twitch ad revenue is getting very juicy. Like, bro. Like I'm a I'm like a medium streamer. I might even be considered like small to medium now compared to like some of the other big streamers. Which is but weird like, because like as soon as you cross the new numbers came out, not not to make a long thing to interject here, but but over twenty people is officially the ninety fifth percentile. Okay, okay, then I guess I'm still big. I guess <laughs> you know it's just that the band is vi- the band is this big. You only have to move one tick and you can go from small yeah. to enormous. It's just kind of yeah. like the the way it works. Yeah, like my 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 viewership is anywhere from like 500 to you know 3,000 right yeah. it's like it, it really is all on I would any say given like, day the, yeah I would say like the average is like probably 900 to 1100 right yeah. if I were to just span it out through a month and like the deal I was offered was was pretty good yeah. the the twitch ad revenue so like there's there's a couple of things that streamers are starting to get a wind of all right number one twitch is pushing ads like crazy right so oh, they're going ham bro they're going ham but the streamers aren't complaining. You're not hearing any streamers complain because, bro, the money, bro, I'm not For joking. Big streamers, I, I'm, especially, bro. I'm I'm medium, and I'm telling yeah. you right now, yeah, the, the money right now, it's almost like subs don't matter. That's that's where the that's where I'm I'm shitting. Are you not. right now? Are you running ad breaks intentionally? Yes. So I. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I I okay. always play a certain amount of hour uh, a certain amount of ads per hour. Right. Right. But the ad fill, like the the like, we're talking bigger. We're talking the most I've seen, mm-hmm. even during holiday season. This isn't even. Dece- I can't imagine what it's going to be like in during December. Christmas season. Um, but the the ad revenue is getting big. So what a lot of streamers are doing, and and they're they're smart to think about this. Is like, okay, if you're getting the bag over on say Facebook or YouTube, you know, yeah, you're getting a salary. For the most part, I would imagine that 99% of the things because and that was part of the poll is like, we're going to guarantee you a certain amount of money each month. And then whatever, you know, I don't want to talk about specifics, but like there are upsides, right? You got your subscription count, you got, you know, donations you might get or sponsorships. But the other thing is, is if you move over and you can't, you can't retain. So say you're a streamer with an average of a thousand concurrent viewers, you move over to Facebook, that thousand is going to turn into maybe 250. 
um, you know, to start. Yeah. Um, there might be a, there might, you might be able to bring over the majority of them. It tends to be 30%. 30%. Close to it. You yeah. might you might bring over a lot in the first like few days as support. Like, yeah, you got the bag. Yeah, we love you. And then <laughs> they realize, okay, I actually want to be over on Twitch. Yeah. And then so so you might get twenty five percent, thirty percent. Now that thirty percent from one thousand to say three hundred to make the numbers easy is yeah, you're getting a salary, but that salary depending on how big the bag is, it's only going to make up for so much because. When you're running ads when you got a thousand viewers, you're making more money, obviously, than when you're running ads with 300 viewers. Also, when you got a thousand viewers, it's much easier to get sponsorship deals than what it is when you got 300 viewers, right? Your sponsorship deal with 300 viewers might be like free merchandise, and you know if you're lucky, you might get a couple hundred bucks. You know when you've got in the thousands, you're making thousands and thousands of dollars. In some cases, tens of thousands of dollars for 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 that. So when you take into consideration, right? The, the money that you're missing out on from ad revenue, uh, more subscribers that you would have on, say, Twitch, and also sponsorship opportunities, you have to weigh out the bag. So, like, the bag has to be so big that, like, oh, fuck all that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm cashing in, right? Uh, and that's typically, I think, and my bag was so close to that, really. I, and I would have taken it, but I enjoyed doing the stuff with Party Poker and... Um, you know, yeah, I probably you would have never met Jason Momoa's backside or have. almost lost your phone. Exactly. Right. So like if I went over to Facebook, <laughs> it'd be like, okay, I'm going to take, get the bag for a couple years or whatever. And then, and then, you know, have to make a decision again. And then your polling power isn't as big. So if you go to Twitch and you say, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're not successful on Facebook, you don't really have any bartering power, right? They're going to be like, Hey, you can come back, but we're not going to like match your bag give you a bunch right? of money yeah so i think what's happening is is facebook and youtube are handing out huge bags some of these contracts are starting to really turn over now and streamers are playing it smart so they're saying okay well if facebook isn't going to up the money or continue to stay the same because you know i would assume and this is an assumption i could be wrong but i would assume that Facebook is going to offer less money to a f somebody that's already on Facebook that they paid the bag to unless they've had exponential growth during that period of time. And they're showing a trajectory trajectory because a lot of streamers, when they move over to Facebook, they become complacent and lazy or, or on YouTube because they got the bag. You don't have to spend you know, 70, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Well, to especially maintain. when they literally contractually say you only need to stream 30 hours a week or whatever, right? 30 hours, 40 hours, 50 hours. Everybody's different, right? I've heard different things from different platforms. Yeah. But depending on what your size, most people that move over to Facebook or YouTube, that's their big draw. That's their draw. They're going, okay, well, I only have to stream, say, 40 hours a week, and I'm guaranteed $3 million. Okay, fuck all the rest. And then whatever I make on the side, I make on the side. And I think... Personally, and I haven't talked to anybody, and I don't know like any insider information. I'm just going by from seeing what people are doing. My guess is, is if you aren't killing it on Facebook, Facebook is not offering you more money. They're offering you something to stay. And I've heard this from a couple of people that I've heard talk on stream or whatever about leaving. It's like they got offers, um, but they were they weren't as good as Twitch or. They weren't so much bigger than Twitch that it made sense because they understand that when they go back to Twitch, so say, for example, uh, Facebook offers me a million dollars 
to go stream on their platform for one year, right? Which was not the case, but I'm just using an example. So say they offered me $1 million to go there for one year. And I do my year. It's great. I made a million bucks. And then they come to me the next year and they say, okay, well, we can't do a million, you know, but, but we're willing to re-up you and maybe we'll do three quarters of a million. So then you go to Twitch and your management team or whatever, your agency goes to Twitch and says, hey, this, this is coming up for renewal. How would you like to have this talent back? Um, and for example, if Twitch were to offer me 500K, I have to then go, okay, maybe I take less money on Twitch, but the upside is going to be more than the quarter of a million difference on Facebook. And it's where everybody at and the growth is potentially better. So that's where I think a lot of the streamers are. I, and once again, talking up my ass, but I, if you're smart, you got to think on what you're potentially missing out on and seeing where Twitch is with the ad revenue and how good ad revenue is. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, dude, I shit you not. I, I, I can't imagine, I can imagine that there are many, many streamers that are making bare minimal, like I, I'm talking top tier streamers that are easily making six figures a month in ads. No fucking problem. No, no fucking problem. Um, so, for example, if you're a relatively big streamer, say you've got 5,000, 10,000 concurrent viewers, you're likely going to make $100,000 a month in ads. That's $1.2 million a year. If, you, if Facebook isn't at least offering, or YouTube isn't at least offering you five, three to $5 million for a multi-year deal, where, where, why are you going? Because your concurrent viewers, if you get 10,000 concurrent viewers to take a sponsorship deal, you might make 20, 30, 50K off one deal, right? So why, that, that's, I, I, this, this is, that's my guess. I, I could be wrong, but um, I think you're probably going to see more and more people, and maybe that's what Twitch was doing. Maybe Twitch was saying, okay, yeah, yeah, guys, go burn, like, go blow your loads uh, with your, like, go blow your, your bank wads, uh, Facebook and YouTube, and spend all your money. Like, yeah, we're going to fork out the money for the talent we do not want to leave at all, and, like, we will pay them because it's what they're worth. But uh, to, to you know, once these contracts renew, where are, the, where are people going to want to go back to? They're going to go back. And you know how when they always come back, they always say, uh, they always say, I'm coming home. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming back home, you know? And Twitch knows that. It's home. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think for what you've seen from Facebook, I think, I think, I think this is more about Facebook than YouTube. I think YouTube re-signings are probably not like dropping off a cliff for a lot of the streamers that moved uh, to YouTube. I think that's why you're likely going to see less people going from YouTube back versus Facebook back. Yeah. Um, because I think most people that sign with Facebook knew that in terms of the weighing the pros and the cons that the that the the pros was literally just the bag up front mm. not even necessarily the salary that might come with it but the upfront signing yes. that they were making yes. were like all right i have to take this now and i'll worry about it later Correct. like i i've already made life just by signing this paper then i can fuck around later on and and come back and that's fine. Whereas if you, when people make the choice to move to YouTube, I feel like they're making more the choice to move to YouTube, less about just the money that they're making and more about, they might literally think that they're going to have a much better shot on YouTube 
uh, because of their size. Like, if you look at the people that signed to YouTube, they're already at that critical they're mass. They're and huge. so when they move to YouTube, YouTube's platform operates very efficiently for people that already are at size. Correct. If you aren't at size, it can still work for you and maybe even better than other platforms, but it's there's a lot less probability of that happening. But I don't think they're offering somebody those that goes over. Bag. That's the thing. Is there only from what I've seen? No, no, no. Just YouTube the big is people. Only, yeah, only yeah, YouTube yeah. is offering the bag to streamers that have big YouTube channels yes. that are still streaming on Twitch. Yes. And they're saying, get off Twitch, do everything here on YouTube, and we're yes. going to treat you. We're going to treat you. Uh, treat you good. So. And you see that with with the content creators where where like a year, six months, nine months. Uh, ahead of time of signing a YouTube deal, or maybe even they've maintained it for a year or two, where they have a YouTube channel presence that is literally just VODs. Yep. VODs and highlights of their stream on Twitch that gets uploaded to YouTube to build anything on YouTube Mm -hmm. as a platform, and then the time comes, here comes the signing, okay, now we switch, and it's a way better transition period than somebody who maybe was solely built on Twitch, has a big Twitch following, 10,000 people watching at a time, maybe they, for whatever reason, don't have a YouTube presence big enough, then they make the switch, that's a lot harder if you don't already have a, uh, a channel waiting for you to just fucking arrive. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised to see people coming back from Facebook. I think that's probably going to continue, except for the people who are just willing to exit now. Uh, there, I think there's some of the streamers that we saw signed to Facebook that they just don't, like, like they're like, all right, look, if you're going to pay me over a million dollars to be here and a salary of over, you know, $150,000, $200,000 a year for two to three years for me to be here, I'm just going to do this and then I'm just going to spin out into some other shit because fuck... Fuck yeah. this grind. Just just give me the bag. <laughs> just I'm give me the my, bag. I'm going to do my minimals, and I'm going to cash the fuck out. And you know what, bro? I'd be one of those fucking people. I'd turn streaming into a hobby immediately following the end of that contract. If they came back and said after two years, no more upfront money, maybe we'll pay you a salary at best, I'd say, yeah. okay, great. Like, the because the, the in order to... to to like what because what are you doing above a million dollars a year what are you really doing with yourself to to torture yourself if if your life goal is to be able to make enough money to be comfortable and do what you love play some golf go hang out with some friends yeah, Fucking... I, don't think, I don't think that's a lot of the streamer mentality though like this i think the streamer mentality is bigger audiences bigger notoriety living that fucking life and it becomes part of your identity. I'm not I sure. I think the ones that move out to the West Coast are definitely that, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think a lot of streamers are like that. Um, and if they aren't, they start to become like that. I know for me, the older I get, the more I don't care. Um, yeah. And I mean, it shows in my results. But um, been doing this a long time. But I think a lot of people aren't in that mindset, especially a lot of streamers are younger, right? So like when they get the bag to them, it's just a lifestyle change. They're not thinking, shit, I just made, you know, a million dollars this year streaming video games. I ought to put this and go buy some real estate or put a, you know, money in my 401k or whatever. They're thinking, okay, I'm going to go buy seven Rolexes. (laughs) I'm going to go buy, you know, the Lamborghini fucking SUV and post some some cloud on Instagram. And I'm going to burn through that money. And they're going to yep. go, okay, it's whatever. I'm making a million this year. Next year, I'll make two, three million. Who gives a shit? And then the next year, they end up buying a house in LA, you know, and they spend two, three million dollars on that. And then it just becomes a vicious cycle until eventually 
their notoriety sometimes just falls off and it's a tragic story and or they just get caught up in that grind and they're forever doing this for, you know, God knows how long having to put in unholy amounts of hours to, when to they've already made it, when they've that's, already made it, that's so and they don't even tragic. Know, and they don't even know they've really they, made it, even fuck. though they say they made it, but they're not. They haven't really. They haven't made it. They made, it. made it. Made it. Made it. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. I just think we're older and we've been through it, right? So, like, yeah. you know, for us, I think I think making it is a little bit different. You know, making it for me is just like paying everything off, having some money in the bank account, family's taken care of, work when I want to, chill out, well, travel, live the dream. You know, I don't need, I don't, you know. Yeah, no, the kid, the kids, the kids are crazy. It's but you kids, see that man. in any, you, you see that in anything though. Like if if they're like somebody that's in sports or whatever, you know, they right. hit it Same off thing. at eighteen, nineteen. All of a sudden, somebody signs them for like two million dollars a year, and yeah. what's the first thing you or the next thing you see them is they're they're like fucking balling out of control. Yeah, you know, there, there's very few that don't fall victim to that shit. It's just kind of the way it is. It's hard not to when you're just handed that much money, especially since a lot of people that get that much money aren't coming for money in the first place. So no, they, they, so it's even worse. Yeah, you, you just like they even ha- they have even less discipline. Just hand them all that money. The first thing they're doing, spending every dollar. It's yep. gone. I see yep. a bank balance that needs to be zero. I need to find a way to make that zero. Spend it on everything I can get my hands Bro, on. It's crazy, man. I, I, I see, I, I follow quite a few people on Instagram, bro. And oh, dude. Some, of, some of the stuff that these people are doing and oh, the shit bonkers. that they're buying, it's like, dude, I know you're making a lot of money. Like, I'm not stupid. I, I probably know more about this industry than the, you know, I know for sure. I know, I probably know more about it than even people that are in the industry. And like, I can kind of like piece together sort of a rough estimate on sort of what these guys are making and gals are making in a run of a year. And you know it's a lot of fucking money, but it's a lot man, of money. But bro, they're spending a they lot are of money. Spending so much money, and I'm just thinking to myself, oh my god, bro! If I was making what you're making, this these are all the last things in my life that I would be that I would be I would be buying. But it's not my money, so you know they're gonna do and they're gonna make their mistakes. And they're gonna do what they do. You know they live in their life. They're living their best life. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Then again, when I was twenty, twenty one. 19 20 21 years old i wasn't making half a million dollars a million dollars three million dollars a year right so like if i guess if i was that age i'd i'd probably be doing the same maybe i don't hard know. to say unless you hard go back in time hard to say you know back then i was making like 20k a year so you know <laughs> man if only starcraft took off if only 10 we still years did all right Ten hey, years man, I, later, we did all right. We did all right. But we man. could have done a lot better. Holy fucking right, we could. <laughs> Holy fuck! Ah, I feel you know what you know what we sound like. We sound like the guys who were like the gods of esports in the in the mid late nineties, who were just absolutely dominating all these esports, especially stuff like C like Counter Strike, and making like four dollars on a fucking win. And now <laughs> and now like and now you hear about like a contract buyout for a Halo Infinite player is like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you're. Yeah, it's mind-boggling, bro. For Halo, for Halo Infinite. <laughs> yeah, man. There's so much dirty money in dirty esports. It's amazing. It's amazing, Fuck bro. Fuck me, man. Oh my god, shit's wild. Absolutely freaking wild. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so there, there's that. Uh, Blizzard. Speaking of StarCraft, Blizzard acquired uh, Proletariat Inc., this company behind Spellbreak, which was that game that like a couple years ago, yep. uh, every streamer played for 14 hours and then dropped it, and never played it again. 
they, uh, they, they bought them up and, as you might expect, are immediately placing them on the World of Warcraft team to help build out content on that front. Uh, they're still going all in on World of Warcraft. Keep that train going. Uh, you know what? At first I was like, oh, this sounds like one of those things where a company, a small, like a smaller company is bought out and then all the devs are like super sour about the fact that they're being like shoehorned into some existing project or whatever. As it turns out, most of them were pretty happy about it. So congratulations to the proletariat, uh, for that one, which is a weird sentence to say if you, you if you, uh, if you think about it. Uh, Square Enix is having a busy year, Mr. Black. Very busy year. And it seems they're throwing a lot at the wall to see what sticks as they continue to, as we've talked about in the podcast before, try and find their footing outside of simply Final Fantasy XIV's success and continued success. Uh, Harvestella, The Diafield Chronicle, Valkyrie uh, Elysium, Star Ocean, The Divine Force, uh, Final Fantasy VII, Ever Crisis, and Nier Automata, the end of, the, of Yorha edition, all arrive between now and the end of the year. It's a very packed schedule, and those are, those are, a, a lot of those are, are Japanese RPGs, lengthy, meaty fucking games. Uh, they're really throwing a bunch out there. Now, the one that's the front runner of all this for a lot of people that have just kind of come out of the woodwork is that first game I mentioned, which is Harvestella. And Harvestella is being described thus far as a cross between like a Stardew Valley or Harvest Moon and Final Fantasy. There's uh, combat and stuff involved in it and whatnot, uh, much more like a Final Fantasy kind of a situation. Uh, and then that crossover of the, the farming life, like a Harvest Moon or a, uh, uh, or a Stardew Valley. Uh, it's mostly, like I said, flown under the radar until more recently, but now all of a sudden everybody's like, holy shit, this might actually be half decent. So if you're a, a Square Enix fan and want something that isn't Final Fantasy XIV, uh, and you aren't already aware of the 4,000 titles coming out between now and the end of the year, now you do know, uh, and Harvestella seems to be on the short list for things to, uh, to keep an eye out on, uh, moving forward, which is not too far away, just a couple of months, I think. I think Harvestella is in November, uh, but, uh, either way, not very many months before you'll get your hands on it. Uh, I promise nobody had this on their bingo sheet, and if you say that you did, you're a freaking dirty liar. Alright? The Suda 51 cult classic and probably largely forgotten Lollipop Chainsaw is getting a remake coming next year, which will be a bit more than 10 years after its original release, which means now, Mr. Black, I can relive my fantasy of killing zombies while dressed up as a sadistic cheerleader wielding a chainsaw. I've always wanted to. And now I'm going to get a second chance at life. Nice. Definitely a game in a million years. If you said to me, somebody's going to spend money to remake it or like remaster it. I'd say you're fucking crazy. Serious lollipop chainsaw, the Xbox 360 game that like four people fucking played and is like incredibly insane and would never fly in today's market. Well, here we are. We're getting it. So, uh, wait for that one. There you go. Uh, GTA 6 is apparently now the top priority of Rockstar uh, from this point until it launches. As we now know that Red Dead Redemption and GTA 4 remasters have been shelved to focus uh, specifically on GTA 6. So it's all hands on deck situation for GTA 6. Uh, and those other remasters are going to have to wait for some time, which is fine. Because if uh, you'll remember how the trilogy recently went for the remasters, maybe they just should wait a little while longer 
and do it themselves because they they outsourced that one and they probably should not have outsourced that one it went poorly and now they're paying for it by taking the project back over themselves and having to devote man hours uh to fix it so there you have it gta 6 is the 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 forefront project which is probably good news for a lot of people looking forward to gta 6 because up until this point people weren't really you know sure what to expect out of that but now it's uh it's in uh it's in the front of their minds it didn't even take an unsightly dick pic for this one, Mr. D- uh, Mr. Black. Like most, yeah, pretty much everything in life. It, nothing requires an unsightly dick pic. Mm. However, we finally received the God of War Ragnarok release date this week. And you can look forward to playing it November 9th of this year. So the that dream. that poor woman got a dick pic for absolutely nothing. Could have just waited another five, six days. And that guy didn't have to send somebody a picture of his undersized dick probably lost in a main of pubic hair he probably had to like fucking part the red sea with a comb first before you oh, get a God. picture of that shit is this impressive when does god of war ragnarok come out tell me and i'll show you more uh in an interview with famitsu this uh this last week nomura and katase while talking about the uh, remake project, the Final Fantasy VII remake project, said that they were uncertain if it would be two games or three by the time it was all said and done. And I'm still here trying to figure out how the fuck it could possibly get everything into three games given we only just left Midgar. The first game literally had us just stepping foot outside of the first zone of the game. And now they're telling me, that at one point they were considering it possibly only being a part two for this entire thing to uh, to be wrapped up, which means how fucking fast-forwarded would the rest of the game be <laughs> in order to make that happen? A very large change of pace, to be certain. Even for three games, I'm still trying to figure out how they do it in three. But we'll find we'll out. We'll see. If Midgar itself was its own fucking thing, uh, how fast does everything else happen? I don't know, but we're going to... We're going to find out. At least they finally admitted that the remake thing in the title was was shitty marketing and it actually didn't mean a remake of the original even though everyone thought that that's what it meant. I fucking hate these guys. I fucking, I, I fucking hate them more. Uh, like, I don't, I don't even know the guy. He could be a nice dude. But I fucking hate him as a game developer. Fuck, fuck, fuck you, Nomura. You and your belts. Uh, 343 Industry announced this week... Uh, that they are working on bringing many old Halo assets that were left on the cutting room floor over the years, including those of the original RTS that Halo was originally supposed to be. So if you didn't know this already, well, let me inform you. Way back in the day, when Halo was first in development for the original Xbox, it was actually, well, even before the original Xbox, it was meant to be an RTS. Mm-hmm. Real-time strategy game. And there, you, if you dig it up, you can find footage Halo uh, of it. There's Halo uh, Wars. And it was actually a pretty good game. No, Halo, no, 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 no. Halo Wars exists. Yes, I'm I talking, know. But they, they basically still made the RTS, but they made yes, yeah, Halo the Wars. One, the, yeah, Halo Wars that they made later on ended up being a very good series. Halo, uh, Halo Wars 1 and 2, both actually quite good. Uh, but uh, in the, like the late 90s, when they were making the original Halo Combat Evolved, it was an RTS that they then pivoted as hard as humanly possible into a first-person shooter. I don't know how the fuck in mid in mid project you go. All right, guys, we have a we have a real-time strategy game, but guess what? We're going all the way down into first-person shooter, and we only got like a year and a half, two years to make that bitch happen. I, oh, 
Go. <laughs> and it's for a console that doesn't exist yet. Have fun. Fucking miracle workers over there at Bungie back in the day, I swear to God. So, uh, so anyway, that was a thing. And uh, lots of that content, uh, of course, is, uh, it, was no, no, it was not used. And so 343 Industries uh, are pulling a lot of those assets uh, out of the vault, so to speak. And putting together content for the Master Chief Collection. So, things like maps, for example, that, uh, that never made it in. Or maps based on con- uh, concepts of things that would have been in uh, in uh, in content that was cut, uh, things of that nature will will make it into the Master Chief Collection. But here's where I get a little confused. I understand that three four three Industries has two teams separately: one working on the Master Chief Collection, the maintenance and uh, you know of, of the Master Chief Collection, and then Halo Infinite. But optically, how this looks to me from the outside, where I watch Halo Infinite flounder like a magic carp out of fucking water for the entirety of its life since launch. And even pre-launch, how much it struggled. And now I'm hearing that they're, they've got a team that's doing this cool shit for Master Chief Collection. Not Halo Infinite, but the Master Chief Collection. Just seems weird to me from like an optics perspective. Like, it looks bad. Like, at this point, the Master Chief Collection, as far as I'm concerned, should probably just be patches and maintenance. You're leaving the games up, people playing co-op or single-player campaigns, they're online playing the multiplayer, you're just, you're maintaining it. That's what you're doing. Adding cool shit to Master Chief Collection while your game that you spent way more time and money and energy on is literally gasping for air on the other side of the room is weird. Uh, like, I don't know how big the team on Master Chief Collection is. It's, it's clearly much, much, much smaller than Infinite. But you should be coming up with cool ways of making Infinite the center of attention. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be hearing about we're going to bring back some crazy shit from 1997 and put it in Master Chief Collection when, like Fox said in chat, we still don't have Forge mode in Infinite or co-op for the campaign. <laughs> we still can't play co-op. Yeah, it's bad. In the new game. Yep. It's like bad, that just but... looks so bad. I like I it's it's like stop, please. It's already dead. Don't make it deader. Let it die in peace. <laughs> Just let it be over. Don't drag it out. But yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's very weird to me. I like I like I I love the idea, and I think it's great that they're doing it. I just think that it's being put into the wrong game. <laughs> like, like how much people have been begging for new maps and, and experiences in Infinite for multiplayer. Why aren't you bringing maps based on the, these assets that you're talking about to put into like the Master Chief Collection? Why aren't you just putting all of this shit in Infinite in some way? And maybe they will transfer some of it to Infinite. But why am I hearing about it being like the forefront for Master Chief Collection? It's such a weird, weird thing. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the management at 343 Industry. And tangentially related to this, even though I don't have it in the notes. So in their esports side of things, where they have partnerships for, for, uh, for a, a certain number of teams. I don't even know if they have 
uh, a number that's publicly known for how many will make the the berth for partnership with uh, with uh, the HCS, the Championship Series. Um, probably the top tier two teams. So when I say tier two, I mean they're not the ones in first, second, or third place. So you know, like in all esports, you'll have like the guys that you know are going to be in the top few spots and then you have like your tier twos that will take games off of tier one and once in a while dark horse their way you know into the top seeds that's that's pioneers um they were my dark horse because they had so much talent and they were in that consistent top six every single series um not only that but they ran uh, which which state are they from in the states? I can't remember now off the top of my off the top of my head. Um, but they they rented out like one of the baseball fields and ran uh, scrims or some shit with all the other top teams with like a live audience and all this other shit at the baseball field, which is like dope. They were super invested in this in this championship series stuff, performing at a high level, continuing to be involved and doing everything, doing more than the other teams did at the top and then they're informed in the 11th hour hey guys sorry but you're not part of the of the partner program and everyone it, right. even even the p- top players of the other teams that are in the partner program were on twitter and social media going what the fuck is the pioneers not doing in the partner program none of this makes any sense and so uh kansas city that's it yeah kansas city pioneers so, uh, yeah, very odd, very strange, and, and, and I have, it's been a hot minute since, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I hate to make this analogy, but 343 Industries is kind of like Twitch, where, where uh, I keep waiting for positive news to give about Infinite, or in, like, in any way, shape, or form, from how the management is operating it, and 99% of the time, it's something fucking horribly and horrible or negative, or whatever the fuck, it's like Twitch. It's like today. It's like we, they got that two pieces of good news, and we're giving it to them. We're like, yes, 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 Twitch. Yes, good job. We're in positive direction. Yes, three, four, three industries is none of that shit. There's no clapping. There's no anything. The 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 it's team that's doing the shit for Master Chief Collection that's dope, but it should it should be part of Infinite, not Master Chief Collection. And now you're doing this. You're like you're dicking around. Probably the most active tier two team that did even more than some of the tier one teams did for the scene, which was. Again, like Infinite, floundering above water like a fucking Magikarp. And now here we are. So, yeah, very strange. 343 in general needs to get their shit together. Uh, it's a bit of a mess over there, to say the least. Um, and that's all I've got for games, Mr. Black. That's it, right. which means it's time to tell everyone about our singular sponsor, NordVPN. NordVPN, guys www.nordvpn.com slash ott head on over there guys get yourself a vpn why you ask well i'll tell you why because you can remain safe stay anonymous when you're on the internet watch different regions of netflix and other streaming services the click of a button it's that easy my dad uses it He's pretty challenged when it comes to computers <laughs> and all this other stuff. If he can do it, you can do it. And for that low, low price of less than a grande cinnamon dolce latte a month at Starbucks, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely no-brainer. So head on over there. 
Go to www.nordvpn.com slash OTT. And guys, get it. You can use up to six simultaneous devices. You can use it on your iPhone, your iPad, your Android, your Mac, your PC, your smart TV, your smart fridge, maybe. I don't know. They got an app for everything. It's super easy. You click. If you're from Canada and you want to mask your IP to the States, you click on United States, and then you click connect. And guess what? It's done. You're done. You're done. It doesn't actually go any further than that. It's over. It's it. So so make it happen, guys. And they've got threat protection where you don't even have to be on a VPN to have your computer just that much safer when you are surfing the web. So, guys, check them out, NordVPN. And also don't forget to check out Patreon.com slash LagTV. All right, we had a big, we had a big juice, a big juicer uh, on the last week. So big shout out again uh, to whoever that was. I'm Zach. And, uh, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Zach with the gas. He would all the gas. All the gas, all no breaks. So yeah, there it is. That's it. That's my pitch. Bless. Breaking news, actually, Mr. Black, as I just turned on my phone briefly to get ready for uh, the upcoming, of course, tech support segment after we do movies and TV. Uh, Steven Totillo has, or, or Totillo has announced that, uh, so breaking news, GameStop's CFO is out, Mr. Black. He's gone. He's gone. Cast layoffs, out of his game stonks. Yes, layoffs across the company, including at GameStop proper and Game Informer, who are owned by the, 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 the same company. Unclear how hard people have been hit, uh, but doesn't sound small. A number of reductions as per company memo. Then he followed up 22 seconds ago. This is hot off the presses. Hot off the press. Seconds ago. First line of email to the team highlights evolving commerce business, include, uh, including launching a blockchain group. Uh, co- <laughs> company contextualizes all the cuts, saying that it made 600 corporate hires since last year. How do you even make 600 corporate hires for GameStop? How is that even possible? Man, fuck GameStop. Who gives a shit? Says it will invest in store leaders, field employees. The CFO, Mike uh, 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 Recipero, or Recupero, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, uh, has also been replaced by the CAO, I guess the accounting officer, uh, Diana Jaje, or Yaya. Or something. Again, I'm terrible with names, so I apologize. Um, there I you liter- go. Great. I literally have 45 minutes, and I have a meeting. So perfect. We well, that's all. That's we all. Keep that, the show all, going. Well, let's game let's stop. keep it. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, it's time for movies and TV. The live action trend continues, and I'm not just talking about the one that's going to be my life on the big screen in the next 10 years. Uh, Sega has announced that they're working on having Atlas properties brought to the small screen, including Persona. I'm not sure how the fuck you do Persona in live action without it looking like absolute dog shit, but Godspeed. They're going to try it. I mean, they're trying, I think they're trying One Punch Man in live action and shit. They're choosing a bunch of anime that nobody should ever attempt. Uh, One Piece. In live action, like none of that makes sense, but they're trying. God, Godspeed. People are making their money 
on the what? on the they're making their money. Get it. You'll never you'll never get a season two, but you're making your money. So you know, go out there and and, and get it. Uh, but wait, there's more. The Duffer Brothers, who are, of course, the guys that head up Stranger Things, uh, which, by the way, Stranger Things Season 4 uh, is the second property on Netflix to cross a billion watched hours, I believe, uh, will be working with Netflix to produce a Death Note live-action series as well. Lots of anime live-action coming your way. And mm-hmm. I guess if anyone was going to be able to pull that shit off, the Duffer Brothers might actually be uh, a pair to do it. And you know what? Death Note is at least feasible. In terms of live action, I can at least attempt to picture Death Note in live action. And so the Duffer Brothers, good shot. It's their, it's even, it's also their production company. I think they're called the, like the upside down, like the, like from the Stranger Things, their production company. They'll be heading that up. Ah, there's always room for more crossovers in the land of comics, Mr. Black. And now we're going to be getting a Ruby X Justice League movie in 2023 after the crossover comic series was so successful. So, uh, evidently, I didn't even know they had a comic series crossing Ruby and Justice League, but here we are. I know Ruby was a, a very successful property in and of itself, and uh, clearly Justice League, but I didn't know they were crossing it over, and now we're getting a movie for it, so. Yay! Yay! Mr. Black, you enjoyed Clerks 1. Several years later, you enjoyed Clerks 2. I didn't see Clerks 2. Okay, now buckle up. I did enjoy Clerks 1, though. Okay, now buckle up. As Kevin Smith has announced with a trailer this week in upcoming Clerks 3! Wow. Yay. I mean, you know what? You you know what that's like? You know, that's like fan service to lag TV community. You know what I'm saying? True. True. It's like, hey, there's a a big group of people that enjoy that stuff. They're probably going to be really happy about it. I'm sure the creators love doing it. And uh, good on them. It's not my thing, but good on that. Here's a question for you. How do you feel as a as an avid movie watcher yourself uh, and uh, one of the cinema? How do you feel about Kevin? How do you feel about Kevin Smith as a, as a uh, director? Uh, I don't. I can't even recall the movies he's directed. Beyond, beyond. Clerks One. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Um, Kevin Smith is whatever. He's a funny guy, but like, I don't. I, I don't. Neither here him. nor there. Yeah, I don't really watch his stuff. I wish him all the best with Clerks 3. And then in another seven years, Clerks 4. Why not? Why not? Uh, National Treasure. Speaking of uh, movies that uh, or TV shows that I want to see. National Treasure, The Edge of History was fully announced. So The Edge of History part, because we already knew a series was coming to Disney+, Plus, but we didn't know the full title. Now we do. The Edge of History, fully announced by Disney this week, and of course will be, like I said, on Disney+. Plus. Sadly... Unlikely, at least, except for maybe a cameo at some point, to include one Mr. Nicolas Cage. Despite a couple of the actors from the movies apparently being part of the show, Nick not being one of them. Um, however, after seeing that, I was like, man, I wonder if National Treasure 3 is still on the Bergs. Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, Bruck, uh, Bruckheimer, I believe, was the one heading that up at first. It was supposed to be a 2020 film. The world ended. So that didn't happen. Uh, and now here we are. And apparently after researching, it's still technically, it's not dead. It's still a chance. And after Nick Cage has reclaimed his glory with uh, a couple of films in the last couple of years, hopefully it's even more likely to happen. I'd love to watch another. Na- you know what? National Treasure movies. They're, they're pretty good. entertaining. They're fun. They're fun. They're good fun movies. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They're like the, they're like, the, 
I think of all of the um, the Indiana Jones lights or likes that have come out since Indiana Jones, National Treasure is probably the one that I enjoy the most of all of them. Um, at least, at least personally. Uh, and finally, a sad day for a lot of folks. Uh, they grew up with the iconic show, card game, or manga. Uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh creator. Kazuki Takahashi has passed away this week at only 60 years of age. Mm. Unfortunate. Mr. Black, can you uh, give me your best Yugi boy impersonation? Yugi boy. (laughs) (laughs) I still bring that out once in a while, personally, just because it's so absurd and I fucking love it. It's such a a campy fucking line and it kills me every time. You know what, though? For the longest time, I've... I forgot that it's not Kaiba that says that. It's another character that says that. And in my mind, I always had that, that it was Seto Kaiba, but I can't remember whose character it is now that does it. But either way, that fucking, that stuck with me forever. After seeing it on TV, every time you hear it, it's just now, I can hear it as clear as fucking day in my brain. <laughs> it will never leave. Uh, and yes, also as, as Mark, uh, Pegasus, that was it. Maximilian Pegasus, that was it. Uh, also, as Mark said in chat, uh, James Can uh, passed away. Uh, last night as well uh i believe most people would probably know him from godfather. Uh, the godfather yeah there you go uh i don't know how old he was though not young but not young not 60 yeah. definitely not 60 uh but yeah he also passed away uh last night so losing a couple of the good ones this week uh other than that i don't think i've watched anything this week uh worth talking about um i heard that thor love and thunder is getting panned by critics but probably i don't know what it's like for the audience scores thus far yeah uh, but uh i mean it's a fucking thor movie i i, I don't know what people it's yeah. well m- more than that it's a marvel movie at it's this marvel point movie. marvel marvel's like meh to me now so i'll definitely go check it out and thor's one of my one of the heroes that i like the the most so i'm sure i'll have a good time i really enjoyed the last door so um, hmm. i'm sure i'll enjoy this one yeah they did a good um, job yeah i didn't really see much we went to the we went to the imax with kai took him to his first movie went and saw minions uh left about 15 minutes before the movie ended because he was starting to get a little scared because you know the bad guys and the the sound like you know imax is oh, loud, super right? loud yeah so it's like the bass and the music kind of you know freaks him out a bit so um it was a good experience he did he did well and uh you know we managed I'm to impressed. Be he for... made it all the way to the last 15 minutes that's yeah, a pretty it, good run yeah it was a short movie it was only like an hour and 20 minutes but we were in there for a good hour five hour ten um it was literally like right at the very end like the, you could tell the movie was gonna come about to a close. yeah yeah and uh yeah it, it, he had fun it was nice it was a good time and uh outside of that i haven't watched anything this week um kayla and i've just been watching love island and just binging not even really binging it but just watching it we we did watch season one of um yellowstone um we haven't watched any since before i went to um spain so once we're done this season of love island we'll watch season two of yellowstone first season was really good and i hear the first season's like the worst season so i'm feeling pretty good about the show um i like kevin costner a lot as well he's just I don't know. She's a good actor. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying that. And outside of that, nothing else, man. It's been it's been dry. Amazing. I, my my streaming PC's screen's just 
flickered there, uh, which was fucking disconcerting, but also not shocking because I just had two Windows updates this week and God only knows what the fuck that did to my computer. Uh, that's all we got, which means it's time to move on to... Oh, but before we do, oh, Adam, oh. I officially have my own Plex server, all right? Oh, I'm oh up, God. I'm uploading uh, <laughs> Temptation Island for you. <laughs> I'm going to give you access, and you and M are going to go on a journey. The and... lengths this man is going Bro. to get me to watch Love Island Bro. knows no, no bounds. No, it's Temptation oh, Temptation, Island. sorry, Temptation, not Love Island. It's too many very islands. Different. Yes, very different. Too many Temptation islands Island out here. Is the goat? All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Down. All right. Down. I'll 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 inform M that uh, that our time has officially come. Yes, you can't and run anymore. And, and, and we have, we're gonna have to we're have to have to commit. Yes. Uh, to this uh, to this madness. You're not the yes. only person. Mark also in the last week uh, built a, a network storage uh, box to to house a bunch of stuff because his, his parents watch a lot of stuff and they've got a bajillion DVDs uh, and whatnot and he started that journey uh this week as well so yeah everyone's getting in on the uh i mean i've got a nos but i'm not about to start ripping my fucking dvds i it's too much ain't work. nobody got time for that ain't nobody got time for that except for uh Mark. all right uh tech support <laughs> tech support patreon.com slash lag tv if you want to help financially support the podcast get a couple perks chiefly right now that is ten dollars more a month gets you the high quality version of the podcast if we had more ads than we currently have i'd may i'd maybe even make it ad free Hell yeah. But we don't have, but we don't have many ads, so I don't. Uh, and uh, and then uh, yeah, you get to ask us each and every week on a post I put up on Patreon for the podcast called Tech Support, in which you get to ask us questions and we give you answers in the time that we have. Uh, Henry asks, about to quit my job. Do I give them the whole? The screen's blinking again. Jesus, Microsoft, hold it together. Hold it. Hold the line. For God's sake, we're so close. About to quit my uh, job, do I give them the whole truth, the partial truth, or a lie to make them feel good when they ask why? Uh, okay. Well, what Unless, is the reason? Did he, did he say what no, the no reason re was? No, no reason. So I'm, I will say this. Okay, so the only time that you should be blowing it up, the door up on the way out the building, is if you know you're never going to have to use them for reference ever. If you know that you're going to have to use them for reference in the future to get other jobs or whatnot, you're just going to have to you know, be as amicable about it as possible or, or, or make the make the split as amicable as possible. Make it as nice as possible, as nice of an experience as possible so that when you do have to have your future uh, future employer call up your last employer and be like, hey, how was, you know, uh, you know how good was Henry on the fucking line? Be like, oh, you know, it was a great guy, you know, just didn't, you know, work out. And we, you know, he, was, he left and everything was great and it was amazing, always on time and shit. But if you're leaving there and you're lighting a match on the way out the door, ah, just that know it. that you're not going to get that reference. <laughs> That's not. I mean, listen. Uh, I think. Uh, I think you should always try and be professional. Always. You know, um, if you had a bad experience at work, you know, put in your two weeks, call it a day. Don't need a mouth off. If they really want to know the reason, you tell them, but you do it in a way that's professional, and tell them you're just not comfortable. And that's just that. Don't be a dick because you feel like you're entitled to be a dick. Be the bigger man or bigger woman or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, leave with some pride. You're not fucking 18 years old walking out of McDonald's. Act like a professional. 
and maybe he is maybe he is 18 years old well, if you are 18 years old don't act like an 18 year old <laughs> leaving at mcdonald's <laughs> act like a professional it's that simple i will, I will say way. i will say i've seen a couple of, of spicy exits from jobs online that did make me have a little fucking chuckle uh, couple, there's this one one guy that worked at at a, at a hotel or whatever where the the boss just literally treat treat the whole staff like dog shit all the time and had them by the balls for the longest time and finally this guy found another job somewhere to get the fuck out so he could pay his bills somewhere else and you know how this glorious motherfucker left his job he literally hired a marching band I saw so that that guy fucking comes down the hallway and he hands him it. his papers and he turns around and the band starts playing and shit and I was like this guy's a fucking god I Dude, like I, I saw I don't think I saw that one I thought you were gonna say a different one there's the one where a guy he he hired a like an like an all black choir or something and oh no uh, that's a different one but that, that sounds pretty good yeah it was pretty awesome and he was like they were all screaming like I fucking quit this shit and they were all like <laughs> Singing in perfect harmony and stuff, and uh, the guy who quit was actually a good singer too, and he was oh, singing no. with them and doing har- doing the doing the harmonics and fucking. Uh, That's it was, it was amazing. Uh, it was it was pretty fucking funny, and That's and amazing. it seemed like his bosses were like, you know, find it, found it funny too. But uh. <laughs> how could you? How could you not? Even if you hated that employee, and you did give them shit all the time, if somebody comes in with a fucking gospel choir and gives yeah, me bro. a rendition, I'm you know I'm just. No, it was great. It was great. You know, just be happy for him at that point. Just you know what? That was worth the effort. Uh let's see. Seth said I watched the Mike Hunt replay the other day. I don't really have a question, just wanted to mention it. <laughs> okay. Awesome. It's a great cast. It's a great it's a very cast. Very good cast. Solid. Lots of terrible teenage jokes in that in that bad boy. Uh, <laughs> uh let's see. That is a good one. <laughs> uh called he said beauty is in the eye of the beholder is there any case uh cases in which you really loved something that other people seen uh, or saw as complete dog shit a couple of examples uh, of maybe the other way around where you saw something as dog shit the other person was like obsessed with it uh or anything in between i mean i look a lot of people not everyone but a lot of people give me shit for thinking that The Last Samurai is one of the greatest movies made in my lifetime. Okay? <laughs> a lot of people give me shit for that. Uh, I'm a stand by it. That that's movie. a good-ass movie. It's a good movie, man. It's a fucking good movie. People look at Tom Cruise and be like, Mitch, and I'm like, look, I don't think you understand. I hate Tom Cruise. But this is but the I only like movie. movie. This is the only movie that he is not playing Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. The only one! Every other movie, it's Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise. This is the only fucking movie that that bitch is not playing Tom Cruise. And so, you know, outside of that, it's also just a dope movie. Cinematography is well done. Uh, I've I've seen I've seen I've seen um, samurai practitioners who are like in their fucking eighties. Uh, or 90s in Japan, having watched it, saying that they appreciate how authentic a lot of it mm. was, other than other than the Hollywood scenes that you know were just over the top action. They appreciated Tom's actual because Tom does you know Tom takes everything seriously, so like his actual abilities uh, with a sword and and how they treated uh, you know the diplomatic parts of the film and stuff. You know, it's, a good, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a Hollywood film, but it's a good movie. So that's one of those things I would say. Uh, for me personally, um, and then 
other than that, man, I would say, I would say, here's a random one. I knew, I knew a guy in university that was obsessed with what I consider to be probably one of the ugliest cars ever made. It was a Chrysler PT Cruiser. And they thought that that was the hottest shit they'd Bro, ever Brian seen. Brian had one, man. Was well, dead. His Brian old man had had, yeah, had the turbo yeah. version because he is having a midlife crisis, and and <laughs> but he still needed a family car. He needed a family oh, car, but he got my. the turbo, so he felt like he had something oh, left in the tank. That ain't it. Uh, but that wasn't Brian. Wasn't the one thinking that it was fire. Uh, it was another guy in uh, in university. Just thought it was the greatest thing, and he wanted the he wanted the convertible. And, I, and it made me think about this because the other day, when I was taking them to work, I saw a convertible PT Cruiser for the first time wow. in like a decade, You'd and I was like, "Oh my!" For like two grand, probably. Holy shit! So yeah, yeah. that's a, that's an example where I think it was one of the ugliest cars ever fucking made. I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little dark. Um, you know, sometimes I see really ugly babies, man, and they're just not. They're just not, they're just not good looking babies. And obviously Bro! people love them because, you know, they're babies and, you know. It's but, true though. Dude, there's some really, there's some babies that just. Everyone, when they have a baby, the first, one of the first things in their mind is almost certainly, I hope my baby ain't ugly. Yeah, I've seen some <laughs> ugly ass babies. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't mean like, you know, I think anything different of them. They're babies, and you know. And then many of them Whatever. don't grow up to continue to be hideous babies, no, hideous people. Don't. It's just that they at don't. a baby, there's a lot of ways that shit goes wrong. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it, you know, it's just the babies are probably the thing. And I never say that. I never say like, oh, that's an ugly baby. I, I just, I just, can you, ima- like, oh, can man, you imagine like look at this baby and be like, oh dude, I'm sorry. Your baby's fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry. Like, that'd be fucking, that'd be brutal. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I like that one. Um, Let's see. <laughs> oh, this is an interesting one. Okay. Uh, Roran asks, uh, hey, guys, happy to see you another week of the podcast. Oh, well, happy to be here. Uh, happy that you're listening. Uh, question, if you could live in an ancient civilization, assuming that you aren't going to be fucked in a low class, which time period do you live in? Which time period? I mean, I'm living, I'm living in, in the Roman times. Rome, you're gonna go Roman, of course. I'm going, you, I'm yeah. going Roman, man. As long I, as you're not the one in in the Colosseum fighting. I mean, I wouldn't mind if I'm the one fighting, as long as I'm like you know a big ass gladiator that knows what the <laughs> fuck I'm doing. But uh, you know, I feel like if I lived in those times, I would probably want to be in that atmosphere. I probably would want to be in the action and in the, you know, I don't know. It just seems fun, but maybe mm. it's just because I watched too many movies. Yeah, it got, who knows what it was actually fucking like, yeah, right? Exactly. It was it that, that shit awful. Could have been freaking terrible. Um, man, good question. Good question. Um, hmm. I don't know. Like the uh, like, you know, because probably the worst part about going back in time in. And no matter where you went, is that the medicine was fucking terrible and like everything was like hell if you had any, even like a minor fucking ailment. Everything was just ass back then. So ignoring just, that. Average age is like 28 <laughs> for death. Yeah. It's exactly. like, yo, bro, I'm 25 years old, man. I've lived a long life. Yeah, you know, exactly. I am, one, I am one cold away from just kicking it. Yeah, that's rough. I like, man, I don't know. I. 
That's so tough. I guess, I guess, really, if I was going to go back, uh, in time, I guess, I guess I wouldn't mind, uh, I wouldn't mind going back. The other thing, too, is, is like, you know, so many of, like, the, uh, like, you go back in time, it's just a, it's just a bunch of, like, people fucking everyone else up. Yeah, but like you're, the, yeah, but you're con- overthinking you're just it. Conquests. You're overthinking this. You're overthinking this, man. Which time period would you like to be in? You're overthinking it. All right. Okay. Um, I'll I'll just go. I'll just go for let's. I'll, I'll go for let's say. Uh, you know what? This is gonna be a weird one. This is gonna be a weird one. I'm gonna go. Uh, back to. Uh. The the let's uh, let's let's go back to just on the other side of the Great Depression. I'll go there. Okay. Everything like because so you you've gotten past the worst of it. Everything is on the up and up. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, spirits are fucking super high. They're through the roof. We still got another decade before the world gets fucked by World War Two. <laughs> uh, you know. So I I would say that I like uh because. Um, it's a good mix of indoor plumbing, (laughs) um, uh, slightly simpler life. Like the list of things that you worry about were shorter. Um, I think any life that you can make for yourself in which, in which your, your biggest worries are, um, pretty much any job will secure, secure your, secure you some kind of home that you own is pretty good. So like you know you got you you know you, this somebody could be like a, a fucking uh you could be a butcher and you, you're good you're done you 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 know you could work at, an, at a at a you know by the time cars started coming around like even even to any degree that they had to be you know a mechanic of some kind anything you're good you simple shit you didn't need to have like insane amounts of uh of uh, of of work under your belt to constantly have something you know that you could work towards. So I would say that one having, or, or like, or just on the other side of world war two, where they had the, uh, you know, major economic boom where a single income in a family was doable and you own a home again, because the, my biggest thing right now that I'm concerned about is, you know, M and I thinking about kids in the next couple of years, like two years. Is oh, putting the time on it guys. You know, two or three. Well, I'm, I'm getting old. So I don't want to be waiting that much fucking longer. So, my concern is, I don't want a nanny to raise my kid. I don't want, I don't want somebody else to raise my kid. I, I want myself or Marcel to have the ability to raise my kid. And currently, it's very difficult to have one income float a household with a child in it. Uh, and I think that is... My, my biggest thing, if I could go back to where, like, even dad, dad managed, it was, it was tough, and he had a good, dad had a good job, and we were just, we were just on the other side of, like, there was low middle class and, and middle middle class, and we were in the dead middle, we could not get any more mid, if we tried, off of dad's one income, with one child in the family, and that was, and the best part about that is your parents are the ones raising you, and not somebody else. 
not your grandparents, not a daycare, not uh, not the school, not somebody else. You are the one raising your kid. Having everyone have to work all the time and not have the time to raise your child is a problem. Yeah. Uh, and not a fun one. So if especially if you're looking to have kids. So so that's why I picked those two eras. It's right on the other side of like horrible fucking circumstance. But you know, it was good economic times, and I think I think you pine for that too when you're when you're a a Gen Z or a millennial because we've 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 never known uh, as adults really great economic times for more than like a three year period, <laughs> and it just blows up. So I'd say I'd say one of those two because indoor plumbing though that's and hey if you go back far enough actual cocaine in Coca Cola. Why not? Right. Fuck me right up. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Phil asks, speaking of the line, the witch in the ro- wardrobe, which is, he's re- referencing my post. I always have a, a post for tech support, and uh, I was referencing that this uh, this week. Uh, which book or series, if any, had the most influence on you when growing up? Any Any, any... Any books or games or movies or TV shows that influenced you uh, more than others when you were growing up? Mm. Influenced me. Um, it's that's hard to say because I don't know. Like I was so young that like it's hard for me to. Um, I mean, I watched a lot of Sesame Street. A lot of Sesame Street. Watched a lot of Ninja Turtles, but like in terms of like influence, I don't really know. I don't think so. Like I can't think of something that has like molded my childhood and turned me into the person I am today from what I watched when I was a kid. Um, you know, I would say video games probably molded me a lot more than like TV shows and different things because it was a bit more of a culture and. Um, you know, I became a gamer and it's more yeah, my yeah. life, you know, but like in terms of shows or whatever, I don't think so. I can't really think of anything. I would say, I would say, um, a book would be the Redwall series by Brian Jock. Um, when I was a kid reading that stuff, uh, gave me like this appreciate, gave me an appreciation for, uh, for, details and things that i wouldn't normally have like looked for so his descriptions of in these books of uh of locations and food was done in a non-pretentious and interesting way in a nuanced uh way that uh that was uh, you know really painted a great picture in your mind uh and uh gave me an appreciation for uh looking at something uh, and not just seeing everything about it but seeing like details so that and then i would say uh like as a tv show like of all the kids shows i think the one that stuck with me the most is is fred penner uh, i would say up front is because he looked like my father so i probably got a, had an attachment to him uh because he looked like dad first and foremost but uh uh, but he did a really good job of of uh, breaking down uh, kind of um, uh, adult topics and and whatnot in a in a uh, a way that a, a kid could wrap their head around and and not make it a, a scary thing and uh, and uh, and had some really good really good life lessons uh, tied in there 
Uh, and then also gave me my love for the woods. So seeing him crawl through the fucking log at the beginning and end of every episode and, and the end credits for every, is literally him just walking in through the woods in like Manitoba is where he was. Or, uh, yeah, I think Manitoba. Um, so it, it made me, when I was young, it made me want to go adventure in the woods. It made me want to go and find a log like he climbed through and like find like something like he had there. You know, because we were watching, I was like six years old or whatever, right? And you just have this imagination that that this place that he has is is a somewhere, you know, you could find more of those. And, and so, yeah, the, the love of, of getting out in the woods, which I did a lot of. I mean, you and I both with everyone else here spent a shitload of time uh, in the woods. A lot of that for me was born from that period for sure. So I would say those two things are probably the... Uh, the first and foremost. Uh, Phil asks, Adam, how many how many hard copies of Morrowind do you own? Three. I don't know if I still have them all here, but I've bought three. Uh, special copies, no. There is there is a I would like to in the future when I've won the lottery. There is a very limited special PC edition of Morrowind uh, in a, a box that's worth several dollars uh online uh i think it's in the you know uh the the three to five thousand dollar range i think at this point um that i would like to that i'd like to own that contains some stuff that you that they didn't ever provide uh afterwards but uh, otherwise yeah so it was the original xbox release then it was a pc release then it was the pc game of the year edition that included the expansions tribunal and uh i've got I think I've got all the big box uh, Morwin games. Mm. Yeah, you got them individual, the individual boxes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck me, that's a good game. It's a wonderful game. Um, Phil has a follow up, Mister Black. You can only drink one type of alcohol for the rest of your life. Other liquids, as usual, of course. So you know, you're not just a raging alcoholic. Uh, would it be beer, wine, or some type of distilled alcohol, like a whiskey or a vodka? What would, what would be your one drink of choice for life? For life? Um, um, I think probably vodka. Probably yeah. it. Yeah. Just because like vodka, you can, you can do you can a mix. lot with it. Yeah. You yeah. can mix with so much different stuff. Like I do really like gin, but I'm not sure. If I had to just choose for that to be, because there's only certain things that I would really like to mix with gin, uh, but with vodka, I mean, you can you can put that shit in anything, you know. Uh, you can drink it straight. You can drink it in with juice, with soda pop. Uh, fucking put it in your meals. You can do whatever put you want. Put it in your cereal. Vodka. You can pour that shit on your cornflakes. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go with vodka. It's just it's just it's an easy all around thing it doesn't make me bloated you can you know you don't have to drink too much of it to you know get buzzed or hammered definitely like, not you know 40 plus alcohol yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just much more enjoyable yeah uh i would say i would say if it's just one the the the, the liquors that i like aren't so uh flexible as vodka so i'd probably just say beer because i can do beer on its own or with food or with anything yeah, and it's cold, and so it's 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 lovely in that regard. Because like my my liquors of choice are are rye and rum, and and I drink both straight, but I wouldn't just want to drink straight rye and straight rum for the rest of my life. That'd be boring shit. There's not that much variety. You either have a good rum 
and a good rye, or you have a bad rum and a bad rye. There's no, like, gradient there. It's just bad. It's just bad <laughs> it's, or good. That's yeah. all you get. There's, there's nothing. So, uh, and then, you know, for me with rum, I either just have a rum and Coke. That's as far as I mix rum and Coke or a, a rye and ginger. That's, and rye and ginger is uh, an incredible summertime drink. But again, like, I couldn't imagine drinking that shit all the time. But beer? It's a ton of beers. Yeah. Ton of beers. And even though I probably still only drink like three, <laughs> I, I think I could live with uh with just that. Uh more than more than trying to go for a, a rum or a rye. Uh okay, we're coming up on the end of her, so let's see what well, we got a couple more questions. Let's see what we got here that we can do in a short period of time. Hmm. Yano, if you had a company, would you be the type of boss that would want to let their employees have free lunch, video games, pool tables, and stuff to have at the office, or no. do you think it's bad for productivity? No, it's bad for productivity. And I don't care what anybody fucking says. I don't care if they're like, oh, well, actually, there's a company in California that does that, and their productivity's great. Well, I mean, Google is like the chief yeah. one, right? That everyone, yeah. 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 But it's Google. Um, uh, he will pretty much fucking live there, literally. Um, that's why literally. they have all those things. So yeah, they, they literally live there. They literally live there. Yeah. Um, no, because you know, work isn't a place. Um, in my opinion, work isn't a place to, you know, go and have fun. Um, doesn't mean that you can't enjoy your work. Um, but it's not a place that where where I'm paying people a salary or I'm paying people an hourly wage and they're playing in arcade machines or going in a swimming pool or, you know, working out on my dime. Uh, what if it's only accessible during their break periods? No, but then what's the point of having it? What, what's the, what's the fucking point? You know, spend all this money, you put all this stuff in here. And so why? So somebody can go and play, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade machine when they've got fucking iPhone 50 on them that can play, you know, Diablo. Um, no, that ain't it. You want to play? You want to play video games? Do it when you're at home, or do it on your break with your own machine. Uh, you're not gonna do it on my dime. So I'm gonna say no. I mean, in theory, uh, yeah, it sounds like a fun time and a cool atmosphere where everybody's just enjoying life. And um, but nah, if I had to make the choice. It wouldn't even be a choice. It wouldn't, it'd be like, no, the, none of that stuff. Now, I can definitely see having a really nice place where people can, you know, a nice break room, a nice area where people can pull up their own laptop, have like maybe a little kiosk or whatever so they can study or have, play games on their breaks or, you know, come in early or whatever. Like, I'm not against any of that or having a nice kitchen, but, you know, and give coffee and, juices and pops and water and stuff just give them to your employees but uh yeah no it ain't a resort yeah yeah i agree uh i agree i agree insofar and miogs is touching on this in chat insofar as that i think it just depend, it depends on the company and the size of the company and like what your company does so oh, and like also i think i think mainly it's it's whoever type of people you're targeting to work at your at your company because there might be you know you might be some kind of company that's just like this free spirit 
type company where it's just like low, you know, everybody needs to be needs to come down to a five or a four. Everybody needs to be calm and all this stuff. And there might be like a fucking hot yoga sessions at work or fucking I don't fucking know. Like that shit makes sense. Uh, depending on the type of brand and lifestyle, like, you know, if you're a lifestyle brand, then you kind of want to have that lifestyle in, in, you know, all encompassing. But if you're, you know, corporate or <laughs> run your regular shit, man, you're not Google, you know, like, fuck me. Yeah. I, I would say, I would say, I would say, yeah. So it, uh, the one place that I could imagine having certain, not necessarily fucking pool tables and, and shit and arcade machines but I, w- I would say like in some companies that are more um creative based uh so design uh marketing or design uh firms and things of that nature that probably have uh a skew younger uh working group that most of their time most of their productivity comes from idea creation and collaborative work with uh their coworkers getting together in teams and and like and so it's all like team building shit then having things at at the site that would encourage continued interaction with each other and and allow them to just do the creative shit oh i can see that if you're if you're working but if you're in an accounting office i don't need to put a pool table in the accounting office so that you know you know suzanne and tom can play a a round of pool while they're trying to file taxes well that's different there's two different you know two different uh two different things so yeah i i think there's a a a place and and industries specific and businesses specific to that kind of thing but in general um, I think the more important thing is is similar to what you were saying. Have the whatever wherever the break room is, make it nice. Yes. So their employees don't feel like they're sitting in a broom closet when they're eating their lunches and shit, or don't feel like they have to sit at their desk to eat if they don't want to. Because uh, if there's one thing that I've learned from working at home is that if you can't have separation from work in even a small zone, like leave your desk to go to a break room to eat your lunch to come back to your desk, that small distance huge is fucking huge so stuff like that uh, yeah absolutely uh but you, yeah we, we don't need to be having stripper pole sunday where everyone comes in to work and work sunday no. and learns how to do stripper shit uh you know uh, in between in between sessions it's just not not necessary uh, a round of pool yes whatever you fucking call it a game of pool most people probably wouldn't even know what they were doing at the office when they were playing pool. There'd be like one person that knows how to play and everyone else is just hitting the balls with sticks. It just doesn't know Everyone's what the fuck they're doing. Everyone's there to just not work. Exactly. They're hitting balls. They're hitting balls, which they could have been doing in the washroom on their poop breaks anyway. They tried hard enough. Uh, all right, we got one more, I think. Or are you done? done? We got like yeah, five seconds? I literally I have about five minutes that I'm going to... Fantastic. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Comes in from Mr. Miyogs. Mm. Got a couple of merry fuck kills that we should be able to crack out in five minutes. Okay. First one up, Nintendo 64, Sega Dreamcast, PS2. Okay, I am marrying the PlayStation 2. I am killing the Sega Dreamcast. And I am fucking the N64. I agree, that's an easy one. Next up. Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa, Chris Hemsworth. This is no fair because Jeff owes Jason Momoa his phone. Yeah, but I'm still only fucking Jason Momoa. Okay. Uh, I am marrying... What were the other two? Uh, Chris Hemsworth, Henry Cavill. Thor vs. Superman. 
I'm marrying Henry Cavill because he's a gamer and I think we'd have a lot in common. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a nerd. Yeah. And then I'm, oh, man, you That's... know what? Yeah. <laughs> do I really want to kill Chris Hemsworth though? <laughs> I, uh, mine, mine, I'm, I'm, mine is I'm marrying Cavill. Uh, I'm, I'm fucking Hemsworth and I'm sorry, Jason. Aquaman yeah. ain't that hot. You know what? I'm going to have to kill Jason Momoa <laughs> because, you know, Hemsworth, I can't kill Hemsworth. I'm going to have to fuck Hemsworth. You can't, you can't kill Hemsworth, I can't kill, bro. I can't kill Hemsworth, you know? Impossible. Sorry, Jason, I know you saved my phone in, uh, in Spain, but hey, sorry, brother. You sorry. Did. Sometimes it just goes that way. Last up, last one, Joe Rogan, Joe Biden, Jordan Peterson. Okay, say it with Joe, Joe Biden, Joe, Joe, Joe Biden, Joe Rogan, oh, Jordan okay. Peterson. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I'm killing Biden. Cause he's almost dead. He's almost already. there anyway. He's, I he's, guess he's yeah. almost there. You know, he's the That's young, true. he's the oldest of all three. Yeah. I, I, I have to let, I have to let Joe Biden go. <laughs> uh, I'm marrying, um, Joe Rogan. Okay. And I'm fucking Peterson. That's that a rough sounds, fuck. That's, that's a rough, a rough fuck. A, but there's no way I could marry Jordan Peterson, man. That shit would be nightmare fuel. I'm sorry, bro. To spend oh every God. day with Jordan Peterson married. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad. He'd be a bad husband or anything like that. But like, he's just too intellectual. It would just be too much. It would that's just be lot. too. It'd be too much to handle. I, I couldn't handle it. You but know? then you go, like, then you go listen to Rogan talk about like eating, yeah. eating fucking elk and fucking yeah, but, apes. Yeah, but Rogan is super busy. <laughs> you know, he's traveling all the time. He's never home. You know, he's gonna be out doing this. We can, we got a lot in common with UFC. You're just leeching the success at that point. You know, he's br yeah, he's worth a lot more money. You know, uh, I'm gonna, I, I have to, I have to marry, I have to marry Rogan. I think I, I think I, I agree with that list. Jordan, you know what, Jordan? Jordan's gone off the deep end here in the last, like, year or two. Like, legit going off the fucking deep end. I just think he's had enough of trolls, man. He's just calling people out. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, but, like, he's choosing the weirdest hills to die on. Like, just, and, like, and, some, and, and like, a couple of the, la like the last couple of years, the stuff that he's been posting, it's like he's taking something that actually doesn't fucking exist for him, Create puts it on there as if it does, builds it up to a monolithic god, and then attempts to slay the fucking god on Twitter or on some social media platform, and just looks like a bit of a fucking kook when he does it. Like he's he's obviously a smart guy, clearly, but he's he's definitely he's walked into some weird fucking waters the last couple of years. So yeah, either way, it's a weird fuck, but unfortunately, Biden, you know, he's up there. Yeah, sorry, Biden. And you don't have to try hard. Put him on a bike and send him on his way. He'll do it himself. You yeah, know, it's yeah. easy. Yeah, uh, and then I agree. You know, Joe. You know, he's. You know, we got a lot more in common. And you know, you're right. He's busy. And that's easy. You know. Yeah. That's that's easy. Uh, there you go. There, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another great technical alpha podcast. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thank you once again for stopping by. Hopefully you enjoyed yourselves. And until we see you then, stay safe out there and peace. Peace.